We've got Adam LaFondra from Sydney FC coming up shortly, coming off their 2-1 win on Australia Day over Melbourne Victory at Amy Park last week. And uh, they've got a big game coming up against the Mariners this weekend. Just some football news overseas. I see at Everton in the Premier League. Everton have appointed former Burnley manager Sean Dyche as their manager. So he takes over from the sacked Frank Lampard. And, you know, there'd been some speculation about Ange Postacoglu and whether... He could end up at Everton, but uh, people urging him probably not to take that job might be the wrong job for him at this time. And he's uh, on the verge of taking Celtic to another Scottish Premier League title. So uh, looks like Ange is going to bide his time there at Celtic Park, uh, where he's uh, doing so, so well. But uh, Adam LaFondra coming up shortly. Uh, also coming up in the final hour of the program, we're going to speak to Joe Pride and uh, get his thoughts on the trial of Private Eye yesterday and uh, talk about a few of his other uh, runners as well. Maria Mir, how she came through that win in the expressway on Saturday. And uh, in about 10 or so minutes' time, we're also going to speak to Stuart Fraser, the New South Wales Golf Chief Executive after the state government and Golf New South Wales signed a three-year deal, which will see some significant events taken out to the bush and out of Sydney. And uh, so good times as far as uh, golf around New South Wales is concerned. We'll speak to Stuart Fraser uh, shortly. But uh, yesterday we saw Graham Arnold extend for four years as the Socceroos coach. And uh, we also saw Philadelphia and Kansas City win their respective uh, title matches or AFC Championship, NFC Championship matches to qualify for the Super Bowl in a couple of Mondays' time. Uh, last night, Steve Smith won his fourth AB medal and Berlin, uh, the Beth Mooney, who we just spoke to earlier. If you missed that interview, you can catch all the interviews on the podcast. And uh, Beth Mooney won the Belinda Clark Award for the second time. But uh, joining us now to talk some football. In fact, he scored what proved to be the winner in that 2-1 win against the Melbourne Victory at Amy Park last week. Adam LaFondra. Adam, good morning. Good morning, guys. What came out of the review, Adam, of that victory? What was the difference in that performance that ensured you secured all three points? Uh, I think, looking back at it, obviously we performed really well with the ball, but I think it was our work without the ball, which you know probably stood out a little bit more. Um, everyone was you know, fully on, on note on what we needed to do. The desperation levels for defending were high as well, and, Obviously, towards the end of the second half, that showed out as well, where everyone's throwing the bodies on the line, and and probably magnified the, you know, the significance of the game was, you know, it's sort of do or die at the moment for us. We've mm. we've got to start winning, so there's no better place. Than, than Looks like we've just lost you there, Adam. We might just try and re-establish the connection there with Adam, uh, and get him back shortly. Uh, after well, they've got the Central Coast Mariners this week, and they're six points behind the Mariners, who are in second. And Sydney FC, I believe they're eighth at the moment. But such is the tightness of the competition that you know you win this, and all of a sudden you're really uh, looking up as far as the table's concerned, and potentially sneaking well and truly inside that top six. We've just got you back there, Adam. Sorry that the uh, connection dropped out. Uh, but... No, no, yeah, it's probably it's probably myself more than anything. Uh, not great reception in the house, I guess. All good. So I guess the the victory against Melbourne victory it was even more satisfying considering you you're a goal down as well. Yeah, I think um, for us it gives us confidence and shows that we've got resilience and character to bounce back from you know obviously upsets. They scored a great goal from a free kick and 
um, you know, we rallied and, and came on really strong and, and performed really well for the rest of the game, really. Adam, a bit of pressure on, on your coach, or certainly been spoken about. As a playing group, is that something you, not necessarily discuss, but it gives you another reason to want to get out there and make sure you're performing? Yeah, of course. You know, I think obviously you, you, you look across all sporting codes when the, when the manager's under, under pressure, it's ten, it tends to be because the players have not performed well enough. And, you know, that's, mm. that's what's happened there. We've not performed consistent enough, not performed well enough. And, you know, obviously at the forefront of the brunt of the, the criticism is always the manager. And, you know, it's obviously, it's not just down to him. It's down to us as a group now to, you know, to take that pressure away from him because he's done a lot to shield us away from the pressure and, and lead us through this. So we need to, you know, repay that faith and, um, you know, we need to sort of band together now and, and start showing, you know, the league and everyone what we're really about and not just be a team who wins one week and loses the next. Able to put your finger on Adam. Sorry, um, what it is that you've been missing this season, and and what you needed to do to get those consistent results. Um, we, um, I'm sure there's excuses out there for us to, to cling on to, but we've just we've literally just been inconsistent. We you just don't know what we're going to get. We could have a good performance one week, or we've not been able to string it together for 90 minutes. We've done you know a couple 45 minutes in a 90-minute game and, you know, looked a good team for a first half and then come out the second half and looked a really bad team and lost the game and not had a positive result. So, you know, like I say, against Melbourne Victory, we, we seem to put, you know, a good 90 minutes together and and it has to start from now. The consistency has to come from now. You know, we've got threats all over the pitch, um, but the, the, the defensive, um, you know, mindset has to be there from all of us to, to want to defend as well as, you know, obviously contribute going forward. So you're eighth on 17 points, two wins off the Central Coast Mariners who are second. And, of course, you host the Mariners on Sunday. goes without saying this is a big opportunity. Yeah, this is a huge game. for Well, every game is a huge game for us, but obviously no more so than the next game. And, you know, obviously the, the Mariners prove, uh, you know, a very stern test because, you know, Monty's got them playing really well. But we've got, obviously, uh, Cummins up front, who's, you know, one of the, the better players in the league. So... Um, they've, they've obviously got great threats, but I think you know for for our sake, it's about us. We've got you know a, t- a top quality squad, so we have to you know back up again and, and show that last week wasn't a fluke. Um, you know we we expect Alliance to be rocking because you know hopefully we're, we're going to start bringing back some feel good factor, and you know we have to make the Alliance a, a fortress because you know everyone seems to come to Alliance at the moment and just do what they want there. And Adam, personally, how happy are you with the scoring opportunities? Are you getting up front? And, and particularly playing with Joe Lolly, who gave you that nice ball uh, to score that goal last week. Yeah, you know, obviously Joe's a top-quality player and already shown he's one of the best in the league. So, um, obviously, if he, if he keeps putting passes through like that to me, I'm obviously going to be even more happier. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a great player. And the more chances I get, the more the more like, likely I am to score goals, you know, um, I think obviously the service I, I require has, has probably been missing as of late in the last few weeks, but you know it looks as if we've we've started to get back to what we used to do, and um, the service will you know once it flows again, the goals will will come with that. And like I say, we've it's not just about me. The, the threats we've got in the front three with Robbie and Joe now it makes us a real you know tough proposition to mark. And I know you you know you've been playing in the A League for a while now, but. There's an Englishman playing in the middle of summer. Does it get any easier? 
Um, not particularly. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it can do a little bit, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Some of the days where you're thinking, "Oh my God, what am I, what am I doing? Um, I should be at the beach." But you know, it's uh, you know, you just have to get on with it, really. Um, and I hope you don't cramp too early. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, uh, well done on that result last week. Good luck against the Mariners and chat soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. See you later, guys. Now, with Lords in his township of Judy trying to save the bank there, mm. the loan bank left with <laughs> this text. Uh, Boomgate banker. Lords, don't despair. Empty shop once the bank goes. Open up that chicken shop. Opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Might be something to look into, mid Has your neighbour got a hold of your phone recently at all? No, he hasn't. I was thinking I haven't received a text for a while. No. You put a new code on it. Oh. He wanted to get hold of it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I nearly got I nearly got hold of mine and caught him. <laughs> ah, dear. He's good by you. He's a good man. His help was required. Yeah. <laughs> you want him on your side. Oh mate. I got him on speed dial at the moment. <laughs> oh my god. Save uh, the bank, Mido. Save yep. the bank. Save yeah. the junior. And the staff. And, and the, the staff. staff. It's people's That's jobs. That's, That's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so we're going to talk some golf shortly. In fact, uh, yeah, we, uh, we were about to be joined by the Golf New South Wales Chief Executive, Stuart Fraser, after the state government and Golf New South Wales uh, signed this three-year deal, which will see some big events taken out of Sydney. And uh, I believe we've got... St- Stuart there now. Morning, Stuart. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thank you. So just tell us, so what tournaments and where are they going? Yeah, look, um, we still do announce a number of the venues, but the tournaments involved will be the Men's New South Wales Open, um, which in 2023, that's down at Rich River, um, down on the Murray, which is fantastic, an area that's been sort of affected by by the floods. So great to take a, a major event down there. Um, the other events are the Women's New South Wales Open as well. Um, we've got two new events called the World Sand Greens Championships. Uh, we've got New South Wales Senior Open and the Australian uh, Women's Classic uh, currently at Bonville. So, yeah, a, a lot of events. And, um, yeah, to have them all going regionally and supporting some of these areas that have, um, you know, really struggled in past years is just mm. just fantastic and we're so excited about it. Stuart, where do you see golf in New South Wales? Are we seeing it grow both men's and women's and what does something like uh, the Live Tour, what what does that do for golf in in our country from your perspective? Yeah, look, uh, golf really stayed strong. I mean, everyone's aware of the pandemic and the effect it had on golf, which was, um, you know, increased participation across all levels. But um, yeah, we've seen um, club membership maintained uh, and actually grow further post-COVID. Yep. And um, most importantly, you know, driving ranges, practice ranges, mini-golf are also experiencing significant growth. But I think the most exciting thing is it's brought a lot of younger people to the game. Yeah. So that 18 to 35-year-old demographic is um, sort of one that we've, we've struggled to crack, but uh, they've come to the game in force and, and have stayed with the game. So, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, with golf, look, I think, um, you know, everyone's Got a lot of headlines in, indeed, but um, Live Golf in Australia down in Adelaide this year. Um, tickets have been selling like hotcakes, so I suppose to some degree the market dictates what it's going to be like. But mm. I, I think it's going to be 
fantastic. I think it's probably the best field that's been assembled in Australia for for many many years. And um, yeah, I don't think we can be too picky down under here. Um, you know, when we get a chance like this to have a great field, mm. um, we've got to take it. So look, I, I I don't you know see a problem with it. The the US tours um, obviously been the very strong tour in the world and probably hasn't been. Um, you know, a little bit to our detriment in Australia here because um, all our stars play on that tour and very regularly come home. But uh, anyway, Liv's golf's here and um, I think it's going to be good for Australia. Do you think that's what's brought the younger generation? Uh, yeah, to some degree. I mean, it, you know, Liv golf, uh, for those that have seen it, is it's, it's a sort of a, it's certainly geared to the younger yeah. generation with music and bands and entertainment and that sort of thing. And, you know, to some degree, I think absolutely. I mean, you can't just keep doing what you've always done. And, and four-round golf um, stroke events have been done, you know, for years and years and still are. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a different product. And I, absolutely, I think it appeals to the younger younger demographic. And that's certainly showing in the, you know, the coverage and that sort of thing that they're, um, they're doing, shotgun starts, um, you know, 54 holes instead of 72. So, yeah, it's, uh, mm. it's a different product, and I think the market's em- embracing it so far. I suppose there's a fine line, though, Stuart, isn't there? Because people tend to love the history of the game, and they don't want to see any change. But as an administrator, you've got to look to push forward and, you know, hopefully have more people be interested in the game and, and yeah. play the game. Yeah. Um, so how do you sort of balance that part of it in terms of, you know, say bring in different initiatives or different ways of, of playing um, compared to just leaving it as it is. Yeah, look, absolutely, the history is important, and you know, I think there's been um, you know a lot happening behind the scenes we don't know about. But I mean, I don't think Live was was ever originally set up to go and direct competition. You know, to the major tour it was always going to complement it. Where we've arrived at at the moment with different things that have happened is it's they are in competition. So look, mm. you, you just hope that um, you know sensibility down the track some way brings you know them all together um we've already um you know like to see your best players playing in the major tournaments and um you know thankfully um some of the major major tournaments have said that live players are welcome which is which is good no one wants to see the industry divided um we want to work together but unfortunately at the top there's been some i think personalities that obviously clashed and we've arrived at where we're at we're speaking with Stuart Fraser, the Chief Executive of Golf New South Wales Golf. And Stuart, with these tournaments heading to the regional areas, will that mm. lead to, I guess, upgrades in courses? Will courses be able to receive a, a funding to ensure, you know, they're up to the standard that needs to be to host such tournaments? Oh, absolutely. We've had um, and seen the government support that in the past, so... Uh, women's New South Wales Open this year in a couple of months' time is at Tuncurry Golf Club. We were successful in uh, uh, working with government to, to build a new clubhouse there. Um, Dubbo Golf Club had irrigation installed. Um, we had a regional qualifiers there, similar at Queanbeyan. So absolutely, the, um, this, this leads to ongoing infrastructure improvement at virtually every venue we go to. So, you know, we couldn't be more pleased and thankful for the the government not only supporting the tournaments, but also supporting the clubs with um, yeah, improved infrastructure. Naturally, we should get some big names to the bush as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're expecting, uh, we're expecting that. Um, this deal will see increased uh, prize money across all our professional tournaments and also um, it'll significantly increase our, our coverage in terms of live streaming and, and broadcasting these events. So, yeah, golf's a, golf's a huge winner and regional New South Wales is also a huge winner. 
and all the golf courses locked in, Stuart, or is there opportunity uh, for people to... Yeah, yeah. yeah, for 2023. So, like yeah. I said, we're going to Tone Curry for the Women's um, New South Wales Open. We're at Bonneville for the Australian Women's Classic and Rich River for the New South Wales uh, Men's Open. And we have our, our New South Wales Senior Open down at Saguna, uh, down near Aubrey as well. So... Yeah, those venues are locked in, and uh, moving forward, we'll we'll have some more announcements with um, with venues as we um, work through them. Always great to see major sporting events taken to the bush. Really appreciate your time this morning, Stuart. And uh, my pleasure. Great, thank you. Thanks for your time, Stuart Fraser. There, the Golf New South Wales Chief Executive, and uh, we've mentioned it many times on this program the value of taking. Big events to the bush. And uh, Michelle at Dubbo's texting, boys, Souths aren't playing an NRL game at Dubbo this year. Why is that? Not sure. But they're playing, I'm pretty sure, in Mudgee, aren't they? Well, they've got the Charity Shield there soon. Charity Shield will be there. <laughs> I just read that message as well. <laughs> the messages we get sent that we can't read on this program. Chris from Wall's End, I did receive it. Great idea. <laughs> I don't know whether we get it approved, though. <laughs> I wish we could read that out. Oh, we just can't. Save the bank. Oh, gosh. Hashtag. <laughs> Yesterday, we saw the Philadelphia Eagles beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. In the AFC Championship game, Kansas City beat Cincinnati 23-20. And so we're off to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Two Mondays time, our time. And uh, the market with tabs so far... In fact, it's back to where it started. So uh, it opened at dollar seventy-seven Philadelphia, two dollars five Kansas City, and it got into a dollar seventy-four. But it's back to a dollar seventy-seven for Philadelphia, Kansas City, two dollars five. So a flat line of two. Uh, Philly the minus, uh, with some markets gradually opening there for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. The total points set at forty-nine and a half. The over/under there. And uh, it's even a novelty market or two open for that one, uh, such as the colour of the Gatorade. And uh, we've gone the early crow there, Loz. We're going the red Gatorade, $8. Yeah, just based on the fact that it's been played in Arizona, mid-Arizona Cardinals, they wear the red shirt. Something. That's what I'm going with. Orange is that, does that make sense? Yeah, look, I don't mind it. Orange like is the $2.50 favourite. It'll be orange or blue, won't it? Oh, what is favourite? What's blue? Well, blue is a five dollar chance. Who gets blue Gatorade? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I've seen it before, minute. I've seen it before. You anyway, you wouldn't buy blue Gatorade, would you, pup? Mm, no, no, no. That wouldn't be the choice, would it? No, I'd probably go the the lemon, the yellow. I think that's my favourite. Yeah, I like the orange, lemon and lime. I think it is. Yeah, orange one's nice too. Okay. But anyway. But I would drink a blue one if it was in the esky and you're training or something. Yeah, I wasn't that, I wasn't fussy on the colour. But if I was to buy one at a shop, I'd probably go yeah. the safety of the lemon yeah. and lime. Yeah, it's 40 degrees in the middle of oh, you drink anything. the day. You don't care what you drink. Drink the ice in the esky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Gatorade, it's a blessing in disguise. Guzzle it down. Yeah. I think we, we've seen the... NRL. Now we see this happen, don't we? At the end of the grand final, yep. if the coach is on the sideline, they get that the Gatorade they get dump. It tipped. Yep. What did you do to do you anything like that to Tim Sheens? No, no. Well, one or an extra time, so it wasn't like the game was 
done and dusted anyway. No, I think it's sort of more over the last 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a more vogue. recent thing, hasn't yeah. it? Mm. But no, we, we didn't do that. It'd be more spraying the champagne mm. at each other or throwing beers over one mm. another. Yeah, the great hawkey in the dressing room after this. Certainly he? did, yeah. 89. He was in there, Bobby. Shook his hand a few times. Mm. He had parties for us at the lodge. Really good parties, actually. No, I have no doubt. Yeah. Hawkey. Uh, Bred at Oran Park, not happy. Mido Blue Gatorade's by far the best, you pelican. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Got it. <laughs> Rightio. <laughs> uh, we're going to speak to Joe Pride shortly uh, about, well, he had private eye tr- trial yesterday. We've got a text here. Uh, boys, can you please ask Joe about the prep for brutality? The brutality boys laws. Birdo sent that one through, so we certainly will. Uh, he's the other got... one I'm going to ask him about is Eduardo. Plans for Eduardo. He's not retired, is he? I think he might have. Is he retired, is he? Oh, gosh. He's been a what good old horse, mate? hasn't he? Yeah, I'm not sure, Loz. Been a good horse. This escaped me. Anyway, we've got Joe Pride coming up shortly. Just uh, on Craig Bellamy as well, Loz. He's got until March to decide whether he'll continue as coach. It feels like Groundhog Day as far as that's concerned. I saw some comments from Matt Tripp, the Storm chairman, recently. Uh, yeah. Saying that he's got until March, which was pretty much the case 12 months ago, although he gave him more time. Oh, I think he'd keep giving Craig Bellamy as long as he wants. As long as you've got a success and plan in mind. As long as you know who the coach is going to be after Craig. And if you've got him there, sitting there under him, I, I, I don't think it's um, as big a deal. Um, it's massive losing Craig because he's been such a fixture at that club and he's going to be hard to replace and no one will ever replace him. Um, but if you've got the person you've identified as sitting there underneath Craig, that, that'll that make you sleep a lot easier at night because the last thing you want is Craig all of a sudden to go, yep, I'm finished, and then you're chasing the coach and you haven't really got an idea of who is next in line. And that that's going to be such an important decision for Melbourne. Who is going to take over from Craig? It seems like just reading Tripp's comments, it's more... In-house? Well, no. It seems like... Well, last year he gave Bellamy, obviously, a fair bit of leeway to make his decision. It seems this this year it's more, no, want a decision by March. What are you doing next year? Oh, you could Hard to make a call when you haven't even played a game yet because you might get into the groove of it and... Yeah, that's and, exactly right. And last year, obviously, they had some significant injuries. And I think they had some success last year without the big-name players there. And I think he's building something quite nicely again, Craig. Retain their players, a lot of them. Yeah, key those players. Stars, those key know, players. And I think they've recruited well. I, th- I think they'll be top four or five again, Melbourne. I, I can't see them sort of falling out of the top eight. I think they'll be more than competitive if they get everyone on the field. And when you look at their spine, that's arguably the best spine in the game. You know, they've still got a big Nelson up front. Welsh comes back from an injury, so they've got some um, good go forward there. They've got edge back rowers who can break the line in Qatar and Tarek Sims. Um, so, yeah, no, Melbourne will be there or thereabouts, but the big decision will be, Craig, whether he stays on or whether he moves on. Um, but you'd be hoping that he stays. 
Uh, boys on just on the text line. Boys on the Gatorade going over the coach. Paul Green started at the Roosters 2002. He organised and was given uh, 10k for the boys' trip away. Cheers, Jazza, sending that one through. Um, boys, have you tried the clear Gatorade? No, it's not water. It's watermelon flavour. Dead set winner on a hot day, says Mitch from Toronto. There you go. Uh, morning, boys. Did you catch the video of DS having a late night swim with Bob Joseph after winning the Bega Cup? No, but we'll ask him all about that soon. We'll yeah, we heard him on he the was program in the pool. Duff less than 10 yesterday. Yeah. He mentioned he went for a swim. I think it's a tradition of Barb's after she wins. It might be a country cup, or I'm, I'm not sure. We'll ask Dave. She or it might be a home details. cup, is it? Bigger. Well, well, they're Canberra. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're from down that way, Bombala. Oh, Bega. right, okay. There you go. Maybe. Mm. You know more than me, Loz. Maybe that's the, the case. But DS, well, what, what clobber was DS in when he went for the swim? Shorts and a tee. Oh, you've seen it? I've seen it. Okay. Yes. I think he must have lost a bet. And then it was the one, two, three, in you go. I don't oh, it shows you. You can see him jumping in. Jumping in. in. Yes. So he's, it's on film. Eh? It's on film, right. yes. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I don't know if he was thrown in or. She said, want to be strong. I think he lost a bet. He obviously had to jump in the water because he lost the bet. Yep. And then. Um, the lady sort of walked him to the pool and then DS in he went. Close on. Well, we'll get the info off DS. Mm. What was going on? Mm. I wonder Marlo, what the bet was. He and Marlow were down at the Sapphire Coast on the it weekend. looked like a good weekend from his social media. Yeah. Some good racing on looked down like there. He had a ball. Oh, he always has a ball everywhere yep. he goes, the big fella. Yep. We've got Sean. G'day, Sean. G'day, guys. How are you? Pretty good, thanks, mate. Excellent, buddy. Mate, I've got a question for all, all three of you. Start with you, pup. Go for it, buddy. Mate, we've got a, we've got a problem. Yep. You're, Don't I know you're it. Yeah. <laughs> what, sorry, what was your problem? I've got a problem with you. Oh, Mate, join the queue. Talk to me. What have I done? Mate, you're, you're on this show and you're, and you're making way too much sense. You're in a trans progress, bro. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't be believing too much. It comes out of my mouth. Making sense. Yeah, What's he no, made sense There's about? no sense being made here, let me tell you. <laughs> you're talking about, Sean. <laughs> mate, mate, you made sense, but the, the biggest thing is about Graham Arnold and the, the Socceroos. That's, that's, that's so true. Yeah. Well, I think we've got the right man in charge. I think he's he's done a fantastic job. I think he's been a great coach for a long time. Uh, no coincidence, he's got the he's made the most out of out of the Aussie boys through that um, that campaign. Um, and yeah, I think he he deserves a long term deal. He deserves whatever. However, I don't know how much money he's getting. Whatever he gets, he deserves it. And I think he has been entrenched in this Australian system for a long time and will help. Well, he, he's probably best placed to see football in this country. Um, you know, make the most of what we have. And Loz, Loz and Mido, I know you guys are big in the um, on the NFL. I only just started watching it the last couple of seasons. So I'm still learning science about it so I can learn. This whole, these two rules that I don't understand, unnecessary roughness and, yep. this, and this unforceable conduct. Steve Inkins, get over it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, again, it's all about protecting, protecting the quarterback. quarterback. And some, like we see in the NRL, uh, there's differences in interpretation and some referees... I, honestly, what are you supposed to do? Just nurse him to the ground, or you know, it's all about protecting the quarterback. It's the biggest asset in the game, 
Uh, they want to make sure that the best of them are all available every week, but at the same time, mm. it's the job of the defensive line to get I to the quarterback and put I, him on his backside. I back thought side. they were hard done by yesterday, Cincinnati, but the final call no, it was the right call. Was the right call. Mm. Yeah, because he he was both feet were out of bounds, yep. and then he gave him the shove, and then he went over. Yeah, can't do that. No. Because yeah, the quarterback's got no protection. And Eight he's out seconds of to go. We put oh. them in field goal range. He converted it. Absolute and game killer. Was over. Killer. As a coach, like, is there a bigger coach killer than that? Like, that keeps you up all off season, doesn't it, Loz? Well, you don't coach for it. That's just discipline. That's just losing your mind when the game's on the line. Dave Stanley coming up shortly uh, ahead of a huge racing HQ. Uh, Pup's horse, pretty wild, nommed for Saturday. Mm. A uh, Bears benchmark 78 at Raw Ramwick on Saturday. And Loz, I believe you Loz might be trackside Saturday. Mm. Going to a wedding on Saturday out there. Keep an eye on her for me. I will. In between the wedding. If she wins, I'll be down in the uh, owner's area. <laughs> Celebrating like it's your own. Most definitely I will be. I'll As be you do. champagne. I'll Nothing be getting photos. That. I'll send you a couple of photos of... Yeah, I can't get there, unfortunately. I'm uh, Daddy Daycare this well, Philly, weekend. Uh, Philly. So, no, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there Hope on the weekend. Improves. Hope she improves after a last run. Nah, she'll be right, mate. She's a good horse. Mm, hope so. She's a real good horse. Joe Pride busy, but we'll get him on. We'll get him on sometime during the week. And Eduardo's still racing too lots. Still, so still you racing, know, yep. about Eduardo. Thanks for the text, Newman, and DS sent me one as well. But uh, he had Think About It win on the weekend as well as well as course, Maria Mia. Uh, he had a nice trialer yesterday as well uh, to keep an eye on. Cinderella Days looks a nice filly. Won three of four starts. Uh, won a trial yesterday, and that was the second trial. So uh, plenty to ask Joe about when we do get him on. But I think we got DS. DS, fresh. I don't know how fresh. From the Sapphire Coast. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, boys. How are you? Not Very bad, good. Buddy. So take us through your few days or a couple of days down there. Uh, it's been sensational. Uh, I heard you guys talking about it before, that uh, just the, the hospitality of these country clubs. So it all sort of started last Friday. Um, uh, they have a, a golf day down here, the, and they encourage a lot of their owners to come down over the, sort of the, the long weekend or the, the weekend. Uh, a lot of people took that Friday off after Australia Day, and... Uh, Calcutta then on the Friday night, there's a small Calcutta at the golf club. Saturday, there's a race day, which leads into a, a big Calcutta on the Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we've got the race day. So it's it's huge. There's two um, key components. And I mentioned this yesterday on uh, Punters Postmortem. Obviously, Barbara Joseph and her sons, they have a number of owners from all across the country. There were people there from the Sunshine Coast. Uh, there was a group of owners there from Roma, from country Queensland. So they encourage all their owners no matter where their horses are trained, whether it be at the Sapphire Coast or be at the Canberra Stable, to come to this particular carnival. And Teresa Banup's the same. So there's a number of people from all over that uh, that get down there and enjoy themselves. And, yeah, you, you, look, you're pretty tired on, on a Tuesday morning, boys, as you're heading back to Sydney, but it is one of the great mm. carnivals. Uh, it's, uh, it's really good. And I suggest you all get down there because it's a good part of the world. And you speak about Barbara and Paul and, and Maddie. Um, yep. And they had success again with Mandibos. Yeah, Mandibos. Great ride by Quade Crow. Uh, gee, it was heavily backed. I remember standing in the betting ring and it was hovering around that sort of 350 price. And then you sort of went to go and get a beer and come back. And next minute it was 210, 215, some places even money. So it was heavily backed. And 
firm right up on the totes. And now it's obviously uh, eligible to go to the big dance, which is on Melbourne Cup Day, of course, uh, this year there at Royal Ramwick for the big money. And um, this will be the one which ran second for Alicia Collett and John O'Shea. Uh, it's also got that eligibility. And Teresa Butters ran third with Divine Breath. So, uh, And I heard you talking about the pool. Yes, before. what's the go with the pool? Yeah, so look, about probably six months ago, I had Barb <laughs> on the show. And she labelled Mandibos then. She said, I'm going to win the cup again with Mandibos. I said, I'll turn it up, Barb. Look, a lot of water to go into the bridge. And we knew this race might be a, uh, a, a big dance race. So I was thinking, well, there's going to be some good horses from Sydney go down. And it's not going to be as easy. It's, not, it's never easy to win the, the same race three times in a row. So we had a little bit of a side bet. And I said, well, if you... Because she jumps in the pool at, uh, at her sort of owner's function every single uh, time she wins the cup, the Beaker Cup. So I sort of had the little side bet, and uh, yeah, she won the cup, so I had to jump in. Oh, so you jumped so in as well. I had to jump in, yeah. That was that was part oh, of it. And a bet to bet. Yep. A bet to bet. So uh, like the chilies when I was on with you, Loz, yes. I said the Roosters couldn't win. So did you remember the bet, or did Barb come up to you and go, Dave? I, I had remembered the bet, but I hadn't sort of voiced that I'd remembered the bet until <laughs> I had her on only a couple of weeks ago, and she said... I've got this red G-string I want you to put on when we jump in the pool. And I said, oh, have you got what? a photo of that? <laughs> no. Of you well, having it put, on? We put that on over the shorts. We ah, didn't want to scare right. anyone off. Yeah, yep. no, good call. We didn't want to scare anyone. So, but uh, yeah, it was, look, a good fun. And as I said yesterday, and you boys can attest to this, it doesn't matter if it's the Sapphire Coast, Wagga, Scone, Mudgee, Mwollombar, Coffs Harbour, um, Albury, it, it doesn't matter what country carnival or cup you go to, your hospitality is going to be first class, and they really appreciate you going there, especially if you're out of town, because yep. they want to showcase their town, they want to tell you how good uh, their racing is, and um, they obviously love you coming and spending their money there. So I think that for this year, if you can all have a put on your to-do list to get to a country cup somewhere, you're not going to turn around and go, well, that was a waste of time. You're probably going to actually go back the, the next year. And what did your little mate contribute down there? Marlow. Yeah. Was he working or just he was, was a sidekick? No, what he, was, he, was, he was working. He uh-huh. actually went down early on the Friday because he represented the radio station in the Gulf. Uh, from all reports, I don't think he went too good in the Gulf. He prides uh, himself he bit, on playing good golf yeah, too. He, yeah, look, he gets a bit flat sometimes when things don't... Hmm. When things don't go to plan, whether it be on the punt or playing golf, he can get a bit flat, so you have to bring him back up. Right. But uh, no, he was he was in good good form and good spirits. And well, his yeah, punting's terrible at the moment. He's out of form, yeah, and I stick is. up with him. I stick up for him every day of the week. Just don't tell him that loss. That's one thing. Oh. He's uh, he's he, he obviously takes it very seriously and. As you can tell, we're a bit of yin and yang. I don't take, I think, anything seriously. So no. I've sort of, you know, we'll give him a spray here and there. And he sort of rattles him a bit, rattles him a bit. I texted so. him on Sunday. I said, any mail today, mate? And he goes, race one, number four. They tell me it can't get beat. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, we were telling him the whole and world. Last, had to go. Last, <laughs> whole world. Gee, it was flat. But uh, no, uh, um, <laughs> boys, with, I was going to say, now, with this country championships coming up, I know you've been talking about it. I know you were talking to Joe Pride. We're going to be pretty much getting to every town on that country championships racing HQ. So over the next sort of couple of weeks and, and months, look out because we're going to have some fun and we're going to try and sort of showcase all these different parts of New South Wales. So uh, it's going to be some good fun. Love your work. Who's on the show today? We've got uh, Brett Preble. I'm going to uh, interview Brett Preble this morning after scratchings. How good's Brett going? He comes to town. He's riding horses, and 
He's absolutely flying. So uh, Brett will join us. We've got Richard Callender. We've got a meeting at Kembla Grange today. So John Sargent and Ben Smith will join us. And we'll have plenty more. So uh, we'll uh, preview that racing today at Kembla. They copped a bit of rain there last night. They had a track inspection this morning. All fingers, uh, all thumbs up. So, uh, and I don't think there's any rain around Wollongong, the Wollongong area today. Uh, I've been watching that sort of radar so it looks like we're going to get a good race meeting there today, boys. Thanks so much, mate. Enjoy. Cheers, boys. All right. It's a minute to nine. That's our day. Have a good one, fellas. See you Wednesday, team.